Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Hello, beautiful. We're doing a live. I'm super excited to be back doing lives. Um, It's been a really long time, so yay, welcome. I had um, an old client reach out. She did the fertility formula and she's now 16 weeks pregnant, super exciting, but she wanted to talk about um, her food sensitivities. So in the formula, um, at the very beginning, it's really heavily focused on finding your food intolerances and gives you lots of, you know, valuable steps to take and really figure out where you need to go with your diet. And you also have access to an MRT test, um, which is a little bit more, you have to pay for it, obviously. I I wish I could do them for free. Um, But she did this particular test to help her find her food intolerances. And so when she um, got pregnant, she was sticking to the diet that was working best for her, but she started to have like major headaches and her doctor recommended going back onto gluten and dairy which, um, she doesn't know like health, like she went back on it and then, um, her headaches went away. And so she doesn't really know, you know, like, was that the thing that was causing the issue or other things? Um, but she was a little bit worried because, uh, like we always do, Dr. Google was, um, telling her that if you have a known, um, food intolerance, this one being specific to gluten, that there's studies out there that your child is like whatever percent more likely to have like autism or whatever it was. And so she was just a little bit nervous, you know, like, what do I do? Do I suffer through these headaches or um, was there any correlation? And um, through talking it out, um, we said, okay, look, you know, sometimes we have to reintroduce foods that maybe we have a known slight intolerance to. On her MRT test, it was a moderate intolerance. So it wasn't something that she was like highly, extremely intolerant to or had a food allergy. Those are the things that you really want to stay away from. Um, And in saying that as well, she was introducing high quality um, very low processed, um, glutens and dairy. So there's a difference out there, right? Sometimes the gluten and the dairy get lumped in, um, you know, one big pot and 
the reality is that there are different types out there. You have your highly processed crap that probably most people should stay away from. Um, and then you have like the traditional um, glutens and dairies that our ancestors used for, you know, decades and decades. Um, so when you're reintroducing something that you feel like you do or you know because you've done a food sensitivity test um, that you're intolerant to, um, it is best to stay towards those really high quality, you know, organic, non-GMO, um, like no hormones, low process, um, like with the breads, they're slow traditional ways of making the breads that make, you know, them better all around for you. Um, so if you stick towards those things, um, you are highly reducing the inflammation that's going on because it doesn't have like all the crap in it, right? A lot of the time when we have um, sensitivities to especially gluten and dairy, it's more to do with the quality. So for me, I know I can't eat low quality gluten. It just, I just cannot do it. It's instant my body will let me know type of thing. But if I go for a more traditionally made sourdough or rye bread, my body is able to process that much more. So, um, and a lot of these studies that they do out there, I would say most people um, are not only eating their food intolerances, but maybe low quality food in, of those foods. And then they probably highly um, don't know all the other like inflammation going on in their body and they probably haven't addressed any of that so I would take all those studies maybe with a grain of salt because there's so much more than just oh this person who had an intolerance or an allergy to gluten ate gluten and then their kid got like autism it just doesn't work that way there's a lot of other things going on and I would even go as far to say that if it's a known food intolerance um, and that you're highly intolerant to it and you're still eating it then you don't have the basic knowledge of um how the body works and how it's so important to reduce all those inflammatory foods in the first place, or not even just foods, but your stress levels, your environmental toxins. Um, so when you move in to pregnancy, after you dealt with fertility issues and you have made dramatic lifestyle changes, it's really hard, but try to have the confidence that you are literally doing um, like 95% better than you ever were going to be doing, right? Like you have dramatically dropped those um, intolerances. Your inflammation is really low. So when you are introducing maybe once or twice a week, 
high quality gluten or dairy or whatever it is that you're intolerant to, your body is better able to handle that inflammation. And so it's not going to be like this shit show in your body like it used to be when your body was in this chaos and you had all this inflammation going on and you didn't know what you needed to be doing to calm this inflammation and you were having gluten and it just exploded, right? It's your body won't be working like that as long as you don't have like celiac disease or like, you know, a peanut allergy, like anything extreme like that. Like obviously you do not want to be eating things um, that you're extremely intolerant to, but a moderate reaction every once in a while when you're dramatically lowering, lowering your inflammation in many ways um, is really gonna, it, gonna be fine. And I think this is really important to say um, because I know when I was going through my journey, I found out that I like was really intolerant to nightshades, especially tomatoes and paprika. And when I, I was definitely um, in my second trimester, I was at a restaurant. It was really hard for me to find something to eat. I was with people I didn't really know. They were paying for the meal. It was just all super awkward. This burger came out like basically a bun and lettuce, but the burger had paprika in it. And like paprika is so easy to tell that it's in it. And I, I just ate it because I had already caused such a fuss anyways with my ordering. And um, I was so scared. Like, I know it sounds maybe ridiculous, but I was so scared to miscarry because I had that one like burger of paprika and I thought it was just gonna like derail my whole system. But I didn't have the guidance and the support at the time to know that I had already dramatically reduced my inflammation. So my body was better able to handle that situation. And on top of that, being in my second trimester, the placenta took over and because I was dealing with high natural killer cells and not getting pregnant, my body was basically attacking the embryos and a lot of people with recurring miscarriages, this is what's happening within the first trimester is your body is still responsible for the the embryo. Um, and it isn't until the placenta takes over. So the, the risk of issues with miscarriages relating to autoimmune issues dramatically lessen after 12 weeks. Um, but yeah, I just really vividly remember that time and that moment. And um, I really want to give everyone who is on this journey, you know, if you're sat here listening to this, you are improving so much. And when you get into pregnancy mode, um, you want to continue that on. This is um I feel like just as vital to do during your pregnancy for the health of your child, um, because you got to basically think about um, the environment that this baby's growing in, right? You, most gardens you go to are full of amazingness and it's, um, they're getting the right nutrients and the manure and like clear air and just a stress-free environment to grow and blossom. And this is like what your baby needs as well. And so the more you're able to lower that inflammation, reduce the stress. Um, I know sometimes eating like greens and all that are, you know, really hard during pregnancy. But um, I mean, even before pregnancy, once you get yourself into those habits, it's um, much more easier. And 
um, yeah, just extremely important. Um, like I mentioned in the beginning with um, these studies about, um, you know, these women maybe potentially eating foods that are inflammatory to them and then that impacting their, their child's health, it, um, it all just comes down to epigenetics. And so when your baby is forming, growing, it's all cells. These are all living cells and they're coming together piece by piece by piece. And if you're chronically um, like having an inflammatory environment during your pregnancy, the risk of, you know, uh, your, your child having certain issues um, does go up. It's not set in stone. Um, and, you know, like you don't have to be perfect through the whole entire pregnancy. It's definitely not about that either. Just like your journey now, it's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent and being really aware of, you know, different things that really um, affect you. And just taking that time and that space to really kind of be a selfish bitch and be like, this is my this is my journey. This is my space. Um, I know I need to do certain things to get to where I want to go. And now I have this baby. So saying no to things, quitting your job, you know, um, being, you know, kind of really picky with your food. I mean, people thought I was absolutely insane, especially when we would go out to eat. Um, and it was just like, it doesn't really matter. Like, your judgment of me right now does not affect um, the rest of my life. It's not going to affect my baby's life, you know, what I'm doing right now. And just getting into that mindset um, of this is your time, this is your space, and having the confidence that what you're doing um, is right for you. And then allowing yourself to, to breathe <laughs> as well, um, that you don't have to be perfect all the time through this process is really um, just about consistency and the knowledge, right? Like the more you know, the more you do. Um, so I thought that was like really, really important conversation for everyone to be aware of because, you know, my hope for everyone who's in this finding fertility community, um, you will get pregnant and moving through that pregnancy is like just a whole nother level of um, anxieties and questions and am I doing the right thing? Um, so just continuing on through everything you learn here and bringing, in, bringing that into your pregnancy um, will be really, really helpful. Um, we're live here on IG and TikTok. So if you guys have any questions for me, I'm super happy. I've got like 10 minutes before I have to go move on to our um, private coaching within the fertility formula. Um, but I wanted to come on and just do a quick live for you guys and say hello because it's been ages. Um, we are actually, I had some questions about red light therapy. We're going to be talking about that. We are going to be talking about supplementation um, and where to draw the line of like how much and when to take. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be super exciting. I'm super excited for it. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.